0: All right, guys, it's the time of year where everyone's asking about planners. And I know I've done a number of episodes about planners, but today I wanted to take a little bit different angle on it where I'm gonna be sharing just some high-level things that I'm noticing among different planners as I go through and do deep dive reviews of them. And then actually kind of give you a recap of the ones I've reviewed to date and which ones I would give a thumbs up to and which ones I would maybe avoid. Now, I will be the first to admit, You guys, this is not a Megan selling her top planner. You will see at the end of this, I recommend other planners besides the top planner. So I just wanted to tell you that before we dive in, and this is not a planner bashing session. I just want to get your wheels going as you start thinking about if you're going to be getting a new planner for next year and maybe give you some new ones to go check out to see if they might be a good fit for you. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm the creator of the Top Program and Top Planner, teaching all things time management, organization, and productivity for women. I'm also a mom and wife, and just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family guess what? You don't have to feel constantly overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. There is another way. When you have the right systems and tools to plan and manage your time, you can live a life of harmony. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women, how to master your time planning and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. If you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed, this is the show for you. And if you're new here, I'd love to get you started with my work-life harmony assessment. All you have to do is DM me on Instagram at Megan Sumrall with the word harmony, and my team will send it right over. Hey, welcome back to work-life harmony. So this is the time of year where I see this question over and over and over again, popping up in different groups that I'm in social media, et cetera. And that is, Hey, does anyone have a planner that they recommend that they love? And so I always like to dedicate a little bit of time when we're in this kind of Q4 and people are thinking about the new year to talk about, for those of you that like paper planners, what are some things that you want to keep your eyes out for, maybe some things to avoid. And this year, I'm actually going to recommend some planners. Now I have been for a little while now posting up in-depth planner reviews on my YouTube channel. We will share a link to that here in the show notes. So the ones that I'm going to talk about today are ones that I've already done an in-depth review on. Please know, I may not be talking about a specific planner in this episode today simply because I have not gotten enough time with it to speak intelligently about it. There is absolutely no way that this episode could cover the thousands of planner options out there. But I've been getting recommendations and requests from people in my community saying, hey, I'd love your thoughts on this planner. Will you do a review? So we are working through all of them, but today I'm going to be talking about five planners specifically, plus two that some people use as planners is not sharing the pros and cons of each, and then letting you know, you know, which ones I would recommend and why I also am going to cover just some high level things that you definitely want to look for whenever you are shopping for a paper planner and things that you want to avoid. Right. Cause sometimes looks can get us all excited. And then we sit down to use it and we realize it's lacking some key functionality that just makes it really, really difficult. All right. So before we jump into the five planners that I'm going to be talking about here today, comparing, contrasting, et cetera, I want to mention briefly my thoughts around leveraging bullet journals and rocket book notebooks as your planner. Now, I've done a completely separate podcast on bullet journals. And I know that there are people out there that have a lot of success using either bullet journals or rocket books as their planner. I want to just give you a word of caution. If you are leveraging either one of these or thinking about it, recognize this will take uh, an investment of your time, especially with a bullet journal. You are basically building the planner for your own use as you go, including tables of contents, indexes, all of that. So can you make it work? Yes, but it is going to require a significant investment of your time. Now, Rocketbooks, these are the notebooks. I've done some training and pros and cons on Books as well. It's basically a notebook that you can write on with a specific pen, and then you can actually scan it using your phone and it can create documents, et cetera. Where people are leveraging Rocket Books for planners today, which is interesting, is you can actually use a Sharpie, take a permanent marker, and you can create templates in your Rocketbook. So you could create a monthly layout, like calendar grid with a Sharpie, and then you can use it as your planner, writing with their specially erasable pen. Then at the end of the month, you can wipe all of that data clean and then you have the template sitting there. So there are people who are building their own custom weekly layout, planning pages and monthly planning pages in the rocket book notebook just so that, you know, they're not wasting paper. Now, this can certainly work. Again, a little bit of an investment with your time. The reason why I hesitate to go yes with this is I really do believe most of us need bare minimum six months. I always like to have a good nine to twelve months of the monthly calendar in my planner because I need to fill out like all the information for the upcoming school year, those big dates, plan trips, vacations, etc. You know, if you're just working month to month or even just a three month view in that rocket book, it might be limiting for you. And then again, with the bullet journal and rocket book, you don't get those nice tabs to easily flip from month to month. So I just kind of wanted to mention those as I would call those a little bit more of a DIY planning system, meaning you're going to build your own planner and sure you can do it, but it's going to take a lot of time. And I am all about finding ways to save time. Let's dive into discussing five planners, actually six planners in particular here today. So the ones I'm going to be referring to as I go through some key elements of things either to look for or to avoid in a planner, and then I'm going to be sharing which ones have it and which one don't, is the passion planner. Obviously, I've got to throw in my top planner, right? The living well planner, the happy planner, the full focus planner, and then one of the bloom planners called work-life balance. All right, so these are the ones that I'm going to kind of be talking through. These are ones that people ask me to review. And again, we are continuing on with more detailed reviews, but no, if you have a planner that I did not just name, I'm not going to be talking about it in this particular episode, but definitely go subscribe to my YouTube channel because as I continue to roll out more of those planner reviews, you will see when those have launched and you can go check them out. All right, so one of the things that I really love when looking for planners is, does the planner actually come with a planning system? Meaning there are either informational pages in the planner telling you how the planner, how every element of the planner is designed to be used, or it comes with some accompanying videos, maybe email series, blogs, etc., telling you how to maximize the planner. And when you find a planner that comes with A system, it means that there's thought and intentionality around all the aspects on the planner instead of it just being something pretty. And some of the planners that the ones I just mentioned that definitely come with supporting systems behind it the full focus planner absolutely does, the live well planner does, obviously, my top planner does, and sort of the passion planner. When you see a, like if you go to a planner website and you see that they have like 12 different layouts to choose from, like, oh, you can get weekly or daily or quarterly or empty rectangles or this or that, that's a sign to you that there isn't an associated system backing the planner. So some of those ones that I just mentioned to you, especially the full focus, live well, top planner, they do not come with layout options because they know they have a system backing their planning process. And so the planner is designed to max uh, or to marry with that system. Now you may be able to get size options or color options or something like that. Fantastic. That's something I'm always looking for is, is there a system behind the planner, right? And I think you know, one of the early planning companies to do this was the Franklin Covey. And that was my introduction to planners. I used a Franklin Covey planner for 20 years. There were courses you could take with all of that. Right. And then the next thing that I always am looking for with a planner is how many months does this planner include? Meaning can I have all the information I need in one binder to be able to do all levels of my planning, annual, quarterly, monthly, and weekly. Now you would think that this is obvious, but believe it or not, it's not. So the full focus planner is one that I know a lot of productivity coaches and experts are always out there saying, oh, go get the full focus planner. And the reason why I say don't, especially if you're a mom, is because guess what? If you wanna get all the calendar year together for school, you're gonna have to have four notebooks out. The full focus planner covers 90 days at a time. So for you to get a year at a glance, a year at a view, you're going to be shuffling between four different planners. That to me really prevents you from doing any kind of strategic longer term planning. So definitely make sure that your planner encompasses a good 12 months. Now there are some out there that have 18 months great, then you just need to decide for yourself, is it, you know, it's a size issue? Is it going to be too thick? Another thing when you're thinking about, does it cover the whole year? And this is personal preference. Is it a binder where you can add pages to it? Or is it hard bound, like with a binding where, like when the book is done, the book is done. So, you know, one of the things that was important to me with my top planner is the binder is separate from the inserts. This allows you to constantly be adding in more pages. And the reason why I like this again is tied back to, you know, right now it's what, October. I'm doing a lot of prepping and planning into January, February, and March. If I had a hardbound planner, I would need my next year planner with me right now. And I'd be looking between two different planners. Now, some of the planners I mentioned are either disc-bound or binders like the top planner. So this is where the happy planner is great. It's got that disc bound where you can add and remove pages. The top planner, again, does this. The full focus does not, the bloom work-life planner does not give you that ability. So you will be juggling between multiple planners. Again, maybe that's not a deal breaker for you. So that really is a personal preference. Now, the next one was one I didn't think I would have to bring up, but I was caught off guard by some of the planners I've seen that don't have this. For easy planning and just ease of use, you really want to make sure that your monthly pages, the month at a view, have associated tabs so that you can easily grab the tag and flip to the page that you're looking for. Now, the Bloom Planner, the Work-Life Balance Planner has tabs, but it doesn't take you to the monthly layout. You Like if you grab February, you'd open it and you'd have to go turn the page again. The Passion Planner, you would need to buy the stickers to add onto it to make that work. So they have it, but it doesn't come by default. And that to me is like, "Mm, I really want to have that nice firm tab page because I'm always flipping back and forth between months. So again, make sure that you're thinking about that as well. Now, I've probably exhausted this topic, so I'm going to gloss over it. But the actual layout in your planner, I am always going to recommend a weekly layout. And with the weekly layout, it needs to actually be each day as a column and times associated with it, meaning you don't open up the week and Monday's just a big blank rectangle, Tuesday is a blank rectangle, because that doesn't give you visibility into your true availability of your time. If you're just writing things in a square, you're not able to visually see how much of your day is already accounted for when you're doing your planning, right? Now, the full focus planner is a daily planner. Again, I do not recommend that. Now, when you want a weekly planner with the times on it, that Bloom work-life balance does not have it and the happy planner does not have it. But your passion planner, your top planner, your living well planner, they are all going to have those times there for you. And this, again, is where you may want to do some investigating on just how much room you have to write. So while the Passion Planner had a great layout, it's really small. And for some people, that's great. But for others, that might mean you need to buy the bigger size planner. And so you just need to make sure, again, that really is a personal preference issue. But there are plenty of planners out there that come with the weekly layout with the times next to it. At that point, you just need to make sure that there's enough space and the sizing of the lines is one that's going to work well for you. The next category to think about here is how the planner is encouraging you to maybe separate or think about how you're planning your time. What do I mean by this? Well, there are many planners out on the market that really give you different options in your planner to plan work time separate from home time. All right. So actually the bloom work-life balance planner, the way that one was laid out is it actually said, okay, on Monday, here's my block for work. Here's my block for home. Now this, while it's not my preference, it's not one that I would encourage people to be thinking about that. It can 100% support you if you have a very separated work life from home life. So when I think back to even just 10 years ago, I had worked in a corporate setting. I had set days of the week, set times where that company owned my time. I was paid for the time that I was working. I didn't have that flexibility of saying, "Mm, at 10 a.m. this morning, do I want to be doing personal stuff or work stuff? No, they owned my time. So if you are currently in a lifestyle where you have, you know, Someone likely that you work for a company, you work from nine to five, Monday through Friday, thinking about your life separated into work, time, and tasks and everything else can make a lot of sense. But if you are someone that is living a more fluid or what I call integrated lifestyle, you know, maybe you're running your own business, maybe you're juggling homeschool with kids, maybe you are an empty nester, your time is yours. Every day, you get to choose how much time you spend in each of those categories and roles of your life. You need to have a planner that supports that. Because if you're categorizing things in two separate buckets, you know, work stuff versus everything else, but you're pulling from one shared bucket of time, it doesn't work well. All right. So make sure you have the understanding of what is your current lifestyle like to know. Is it okay for me to have a planner that really is separating pockets of my life? Or do I need one where it's acknowledging, no, I'm pulling from one vat of time and I need to decide how I want to allocate that across all of the roles and responsibilities in my life. So just be aware of that. So kind of thinking through those different categories, the final one that I do like to touch on Really is just appeal, like visual appeal. I am not going to come on here and tell you which one is prettier than the other because that is so subjective. It is everyone's opinions, right? But I do believe that it is something that you want to consider. I spend a lot of time with my planner. I don't want a planner that I think is, well, for lack of a better word, just ugly or something that like depresses me. I can remember back in my Franklin Covey days when I was still in a corporate setting and it was a very male corporate world and I had invested in getting, you know, a very nice leather binder for my planner. And they finally started coming out with ones that were fun. And I was so excited because I got this polka dotted planner cover and I loved it. And I can remember bringing it into meetings, getting a lot of weird looks because it was a lot of, you know, male energy around the table. But those are the things, sometimes we don't realize how those things can just spark joy and bring some happiness. So if there is a planner and you're like, I love the interior of it. God, I really just don't like it looks. You may be able to create your own custom covers with it, or like even with my Rocket Book notebook, because I do have one, I don't use it for planning. It's so unattractive. I used one of those Cricut machines and created my own vinyl cover for it that I just laid over the top of it. So now I have a cover that's pink and has bees and it makes me happy. So that is going to be a personal preference, but I do think it's something that you should consider because if it's unattractive and you don't like it, you're not likely going to use it. So do put some thought into that. This is why when I was reviewing the Happy Planner, like I wanted to say, this is such a great planner because it was fun. The stickers were great. The layout was great. The colors, all of that, like called to my inner creative. So in looking at those six planners that I just mentioned, there are three that I have done an in-depth review of so far that I see this being a really successful planner and the others, not so much. So the ones that I would say steer away from, again, the full focus planner for so many of the reasons listed here, the Bloom Work-Life Balance Planner is one that likely will lead you to get overbooked, which is funny that it's called work-life balance, but you all know how I feel about that phrase. Again, the Happy Planner is not one that I can give a thumbs up to because again, it was lacking so many of those key elements, even though it is super fun. And then Bullet Journals, Rocket Notebooks, you're gonna to have to kind of figure out if you wanna invest the time to create your own planner using those. Now, three that I've done a deep dive on so far that I, if a student comes to me and says, hey, I'm using one of these, I would say, if you love it, don't change. Obviously, I'm going to recommend the top planner because it goes with the system of what I teach, but I gave a thumbs up to the passion planner. And I know I have some women in my program that are using that. And they were like, oh, yay. (laughs) You know, that was glad to see that. And then also this living well planner as well. There's the few little quirks with it I don't love are certainly livable and some of it's personal preference. So this is kind of where I'm at the current state of the union with planner reviews. I will continue to keep my deep dive going over on YouTube, but I just wanted to kind of give you those high level things to be thinking about, right? Can I get my whole year in there? Do I have to maybe at some points in my life be working from multiple planners to be able to do my planning? Does it have ease of use, right? Those tabs on the monthly pages. Is the layout the right layout for yourself? And do you need to separate work and home or do you need one that really is integrated? All right, all great things to think about. And hopefully I'll see you over on YouTube as I continue to break down more planners there. Have a great week. Getting on top of all things, time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. If you want one tap access to all of my training and current top podcasts, go to the app store or Google play and download.